0: I gotta have you I
1: gotta have you I gotta hello have fellow you. brethren and welcome to the faith encounter service from the Cordes Family Church University City Philadelphia the message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oria a beloved son of Bishop Daiewood Mills. open up your heart listen with faith and allow the word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life happy listening
0: Amen. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Now that I know there's only one God in all of the earth. You're my only God. And I want you to know, my love for you, I'll never let go, cause I love you so, all I want is to serve you, if I live my life again, I'll choose you, it's been worth, worth living for you, Lord, I love you, and there's no one above you. Because you gave your son, you gave your life, and you turned my life all around. You gave your life to set me free, so I'll serve you for the rest of my day, oh. choose you it's been worth living for you lord i love you and that's no one i love you cause you gave your son you gave your life and you turned my life all around you gave your life to set me free so i'll serve you for the rest of my day Oh oh oh, 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 oh Lord, my vision to do Your mission, yeah. Oh Lord, my will to do Your will. Ooh. I'll preach Your word, I'll build Your church, and I'll do it again and again, my Jesus. I'll serve you for the rest of my day. Oh, 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 oh. You gave your life, you gave your time, yeah. And you turned my life around, you gave your life to set me free. So I'll serve you for the rest of my day. You gave your life, you gave your son, yeah. And you turned my life all around. You gave. And so I serve you for the rest of my day. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Please rise to our feet. As we share a word of prayer. I want us to all close our eyes as we we pray. I want you to just thank the Lord for bringing you here this afternoon. Thank Him for for your life. Thank Him for the blessing to be alive today. Derek. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for watching over your life throughout the week, for keeping you, for preserving your life. Thank him for your family. Thank him for all the goodness and the mercies that he has shown us everyone here. It's a good time. The Bible says that it is right to give Him thanks and praise. It's right to give Him thanks and praise. So we want to thank Him. And say, Lord, we are grateful for Your goodness and for Your mercies. I want you to thank Him also for whatever situation you find yourself in. The Bible says that God will make and contain all things together for our good. So I want to thank him for whatever situation we find ourselves in, whether good or bad, however we see the situation, we know that it is turning around for our good. And so we are grateful. We know that we have the victory. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to also pray and ask the Lord to touch your heart this afternoon, as He has brought you here. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous they are honored of the Lord. We want to thank Him and ask Him that as you are here for the next few minutes—30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes—that will be here. Pray that the Lord Himself will touch your heart. He will speak to you. Pray that you will receive the word of God with gladness. Pray that. Anything that involves or stands as a distraction to you and to your reception of the word will be removed by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. That our hearts will be receptive, our hearts will be softened, and we will receive the word of God that is able to change our lives and to transform us and make us into what God wants us to be. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence in our midst your Holy Spirit that is here that is touching every heart that is speaking to everyone right now speak to us Lord touch our lives Lord remove pain and struggle and difficulty things that we have struggled with and we are not able to overcome in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost may all such all and all such stumbling blocks be removed in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for what you have done with our lives what you're about to do, we give you praise. We you. We pray that the word of God will speak to us this afternoon. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want you to please take your seat. Wonderful. Well, it's a blessing and a pleasure to see you all. Um, and you are welcome to the great invitation. Hallelujah. Great. Are you happy to be in church today? All right. Well, I think we've, we've been blessed already with a very powerful um, ministration by our, by our praise and worship team and also by the film stars. Let's give it up for the film stars again. And I want to especially welcome everyone visiting us for the very first time today. We are excited to have you here and to fellowship with you. And we know that it is the Lord who has ordered your steps and has brought you into this place. Amen. So let's clap for everyone that is here for the very first time. Let's welcome them. Welcome them. Welcome them all over the place. Welcome them all over the place. Amen. Now, after the service, we would meet every new person today um, and would we'll have a great time. Well, today I want to share something with you. The title is The Great Invitation. Hallelujah. Can you say with me The Great Invitation? Oh, I didn't hear you. Are we in church? The Great Invitation. Wonderful. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 14, the gospel of Luke chapter 14 and verse 17. Luke chapter 14 and verse 17. And sent his servant at supper time, to say to them that were bidden. This is Jesus speaking. It says he sent his servant, was telling a story, and he said that a servant was sent at supper time to say, that, say to them that were bidden, come for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. They said, the first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. And I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife. This is actually my favorite part. I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came back and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, he said, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. There is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of them which were hidden, which were bidden, shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. This is a very beautiful story. Jesus told the story. And... I want to just share a few points um, from this story, which I believe would bless us. And like I said, we are talking about the great invitation. So a man, a great man, of course, organized a feast, a big party. um, And then he invited many people. He actually sent his servants to go and invite all those who, had received an invitation. So basically, some people were giving invitations, and they were told that the party will be on, what's today's date, Four, 14th of April at 12.30 p.m. So they had to prepare for this party. And so once the party was ready, and you know, the food was ready, the, the music was ready, the, the, the um, what else do you have at a party? Food, what? music was ready everything was done and then the, the master told the servant go now and call all those who were invited into this party he said say to them that were bidden come for things all things are now ready now this story really is is about God and the relationship God has with us God has sent his servant out into the world to say, bring them in. Invite them to come in. This is a great invitation. I want my people to come into my house for this great party. And then suddenly, the Bible says, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. They all had excuses. They all had a reason why they couldn't honor the invitation that had been given to them. The first thing I want to share with you from this passage of Scripture is the fact that God is inviting you to come to a feast with Him. God is inviting you. In fact, He has been inviting you for a very long time. He's always inviting. Throughout the Bible, you would see that God is always using the word come. Come. In fact, two very common words that God uses a lot in the Bible are the words come and the words go. Come and go. He calls everyone into his house. He says, come, 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 come. Come. I want you to come and be with me. And then when you come and be with the Lord, he now sends you as he sent the servant. Go. Go. Go and bring them in. Go and get others. Let others come and experience the good things that you're experiencing with the Lord. Come. Come. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 28, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, come. Maybe you are here today and you are burdened. There's something on your heart, there's something in your life, there's a decision that you are battling with, and God is trying to tell you to come. The invitation has been sent out to you. The question is will you respond? Will you respond to this great invitation? Come, come, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 says, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal, he hath smitten and he will bind us up. God is not concerned or worried about how you feel about yourself, whether or not you are ready to come close to him. He just wants you to come the way you are. God is interested in you, in, 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 in uh, whatever sin, and whatever difficulty, and whatever challenge, and whatever pain you find yourself in. God wants you to come just the way you are. One of the most painful things that as a preacher you would encounter is... When you try to talk to someone and tell the person that Jesus loves you just the way you are just come and then the person looks at themselves and looks at himself or herself and say and says um, now nah, I'm 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 too far away from God. God cannot want me in this state. I have six girlfriends. God cannot want me with six girlfriends. I just, I just, I just broke three hearts last week. Simultaneously. Back to back. God cannot want me like that. I just killed someone. You know, because sometimes a heartbreak can be almost like murder. (laughs) Yeah. No, he can't want me like that. I haven't been to church in a year. God and I... We have this on-off relationship. He can't possibly want me. And God is saying, I want you. Come. 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 let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. The next thing I want to share with you is the fact that little things and little excuses keep people away from God. Now, everyone that is sitting here today, the honest truth is that you could have had other things to do. Everyone here today could have found a reason why they should not be here. And this is what the Bible was teaching us when he said that they all with one consent made excuses. The first person said, I have bought a piece of ground. The next one said that, um, I have, I have five, yokes in, uh, five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. And the third person said that, I have married a wife, and I cannot come. When God extends this great invitation to us to come to Him, there will always be different and multiple reasons why we cannot be there at this party. Yeah, many. And. And, 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 and if you have been, if, when you are in church for some time, you, you, you get familiar with some of these reasons and some of the excuses. You know, some people would say, oh, the time of the church service is not convenient. Ah, uh, what time do you meet? What time do you meet? 12.30. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. 12.30 is not good for me. I, I, I prefer service morning services. Or we start at 10 o'clock. No, 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 no. I prefer afternoon services. I prefer evening services. Do you have a you have a service Saturday nights? That would probably work better for me. Or a little tiredness. I I I I I I went out last night. I woke up late. I'm a bit tired. But these are the little excuses. And the reasons why we would not honor the invitation. And this is a great invitation. Some people would say that, well, I, I, I just like to sleep in on Sundays. Or my friends have invited me somewhere else. Or, or, or I've had a bad experience with a church. I've had a bad experience. I get that quite often. I I went to this church. No, I didn't like the way they, 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 they take too much money. Or I went to this church and they didn't smile. They were not welcoming. They were not happy to see me. They gave everybody a welcome bag and forgot to give me one. When it got to my turn, they said that the bags were finished so I should come back next week. I am not going back next week. Yeah. But you see, listen to something. When you go to a restaurant and you have a bad experience in a restaurant, do you decide never to go to a restaurant again? <laughs> no, not, you may decide not to go to that restaurant again, but it doesn't mean that for the rest of your life you're going to cook your Chinese food in your house. Yeah. You will go to another restaurant. You will try out another restaurant. You know, so let us not let the little foxes and the little things in our lives prevent us from coming close to God. Because his invitation is out there. He's waiting on you. The invitation that God gives to us is always going to be open and it's always ready and he's always waiting and calling and asking, come, come, come. Don't let these things stop you. Don't let these things hold you back. Don't let... You. The guy said that, I, 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 I bought, I bought a, uh, a piece of land. I, I, I bought five oxen. A business. I have a business. Yeah, I have a business. Or I have a job. My job will not let me come. My, 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 my wife, my wife will not let me come. I just married. I married a wife. I must, I must spend some time with my wife. You know, and I have even found that sometimes the things that prevent us from coming close to God are not even things that we have. It is the pursuit of the things that we want. It's not the money that is stopping us from coming. It is the desire to have more money that is stopping us from coming to church. Yeah. It is not the cars that you have lined up, that you want to to look at on a Sunday morning, and say the Escalade, the Infinity, the Mercedes, the
2: what what what
1: what, what the Tesla. And the Lexus. It's not even the cars that are lined up because there are no cars. I mean, we're still trying with our Uber and our Lyft. But it's the pursuit of the cars. We want some more cars. We want some more houses. We want some more lands. More wives. Yeah. Wives. Plural. You know, it is the pursuit of the things, not even the thing itself, that holds us back. And I want to encourage you this afternoon that don't let the, the, the desire for things which you haven't even seen in your life stop you from going close to the person who actually gives those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. It says, take us the foxes, the little foxes. That's spoil the vines. Chapter 2, verse 15. For our vines have tender grapes. You know, God wants us to take things out of our lives that stop us, that block us, that prevent us from coming close to him. He loves us so much. He cares about us so much. He's interested in your life, interested in my life. He's interested in your your marriage. He's interested in your relationship. He's interested in your job. He's interested in all the things that we think are important. And we are spending our whole lives fighting and trying to get. He cares about us and about those things too. You know, the scripture says in um, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. It says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow with it. When God blesses you, it makes you rich and adds no sorrow to the blessing. The blessing that comes from God, it maketh rich, And it adds no sorrow. So, if you had to choose, why would you not choose this one? The blessing that makes you rich, because most people are trying to be rich. Or at least want to be rich. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being rich. It's just that most of us really don't know the secrets to being rich. If we did, we would all be very rich suddenly. But we, are all, we all seem to be Look, Someone somewhere said that, look, we need to go to school if we want to be rich. We need to at least have an education. Then someone else said that, well, it's not enough to go to a certain kind of school. You need to go to a certain kind of school if you want to be rich or if you want to be okay. So maybe you had planned to go to a college. Maybe just. I mean, just for the sake of discussion, say, a community college. Then someone says, well, if you go to a community college, there are some companies that don't recruit from community colleges. So you say, okay, no, I'm not going to go to community college. I'm going to go to this college. And then when you go to this college, they tell you, no, you should have gone to the college on the other side of Chestnut Street. (laughs) Yeah. If you had gone to the other college on the other side of Chestnut Street, Maybe you will get into into uh, Price Coopers, but if you go into this college, you may get into some other place. So we are all trying. It's it's like we we we. Then the next thing is, oh well, maybe you need a master's degree. Well, that's not enough. You need a PhD degree. Ah, you need you need you need some more work experience. You need this. You need that. You need that. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And it adds no sorrow with it. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. It says that, For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans and thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So that, that when God is bringing you close and is sending out this invitation, and saying, come, come, come. It is because he has good plans for you. God's plan is not just for you to, 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 to be in church. That's not the whole idea. The church is... Coming to church is not the end of God's plan. The church is like a school. You know, Jesus said... Jesus said when he was leaving, he said that, Go ye into all the world and make disciples of all men. Matthew chapter 28. He said, go ye into all the world and make disciples... But how do you make a disciple? How do you turn someone into a disciple? You have to to gather the the people, and then you have to teach them. You have to to help them to become disciples. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Teach them. So you have to gather them. So the church then becomes just a place, a gathering, where people are taught how to become disciples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we come to church, God's plan for us in the church is for us to, 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 to be taught, to be gathered. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Bring the people together and teach them. So when you get an education, nobody stays in school forever. When you go to college, you stay there for four years, five years, six years, however long you want to stay in college. But at a point, you have to get out of the college. And that's when the go comes in. Remember, I said, he he says, come. And then he says, go. This is an example of the go. Go back to 28, Matthew 28. Yeah. So he says, go ye into all the world. Number three. Don't let your property, your land, your business... The things that you are working for and fighting for, don't let those things prevent you from getting close to God. The invitation is too great. The invitation is too important. For you to let things like money, fame, parties, fun, entertainment, be the reason why you don't honor the invitation. Number four, don't let your family and the people around you, the loved ones that you have around you, don't let them be the reason why you stay away from God. Luke chapter 14 verse 26. Luke chapter 14 verse 26. Jesus said, if any man come to me and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This is Jesus speaking. This is not me. Jesus said that you cannot be his disciple if you cannot hate your father, and your mother, and your wife, and your children, and your brethren, and your sisters, yea, even your own life. And people, sometimes people read the scripture, and they're like, I can't follow a man like this. I can't follow this person called Jesus who tells me to hate my mother and hate my father. But you see, when you study the scripture even further, that word hate there, the Greek translation is the word esteem. Esteem. Miseo. Miseo. That's the Greek word. Miseo. It says that if you cannot esteem God higher than all these people, you cannot be the disciple of God. Yeah, you have to. If you really want to follow God, even your own life, God must be more important than your own life. Yeah, you must be ready to put your own life down for the sake of the kingdom. That's what Jesus did. Jesus sacrificed his own life for the sake of the kingdom. And here we are. We call ourselves Christians, but we don't do what Christ did. He said that if any man cometh to me and estimeth his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brethren and his sisters and yea, his own life, more than God or than Christ, he cannot be a disciple. So you cannot allow such important things, all the important things that we've listed here, be the reason why You cannot be close to God. And it's true, you know, for some of us, the reason why we would not be in church is because maybe our our father told us, he said that, you know what, watch those churches, those new churches, be careful of them. Or maybe you have a wife who says, I cannot go to such a church. And then you say, I'm sorry, then I cannot also go to church. Or you have children. And because you have a lot of children, or maybe even one child, you cannot go to church because of your children. Or even if you're in church, you cannot do much in church because of your children. I remember one time, we had to go for a camp, a church camp. And I think my my wife was probably pregnant by then, or she was, um, she had to go to work or something. There was something going on. So she couldn't go to the camp. And here I was these two toddlers, I think they were about three and five or something, around that age. And I mean, if you've had, if you have kids, you know that at that age they can be a handful. <laughs> and we had to go for this camp all the way in uh, uh, New York, in, uh, n- where, where do you have the Niagara Falls? What was a Buffalo, Buffalo area, yeah. And I said to myself that, look, I can't remember whether my wife said that, oh, I think you should just stay home because I can't remember if she suggested that, but if she had, she would be in this scripture. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, I don't think so. She's, she's not like that. But I, I, I remember it was a battle whether to go for this church camp or not. Because she couldn't make it for sure. We knew that she couldn't make it. And we had these two little kids. What are we going to do? Are the children going to stop me from getting close to God? Are the children going to stop me from, because we couldn't also find a babysitter? who was ready to take care of them for four days. You know, so one day I just got up and I said, you know what, these children are coming along with me. Oh yeah, I'm taking them with me to the camp. They are I mean, the fact that they were children and they were threatening to stop me from going to the camp, it just, it just put something inside of me. I said, this will not happen. You are following me to the camp. I packed them into the car. And I was also on the planning committee of the camp, so you can imagine. I was, and I was sharing a room with another pastor. And I didn't tell him I was coming with my children. <laughs> I just showed up with them. I, didn't even, I hadn't even thought about how I was going to manage them for three days, three days and three nights. Yeah, I took them. Took them with me. And then after, I mean, I was also responsible for this thing this projection thing that you guys are doing at the back. That was my job at the camp. So I had to be there first to set up. And I had to be there late to make sure that, you know, we pack everything and every night. And I had these two little children with me. Oh, my goodness. It was a nightmare. But I made sure that my children would not stop me from getting close to God and doing what he has called me to do. I'll leave them. Sometimes I wake up. I I mean, we have to be at the meeting at 6 o'clock. I'll just leave them in the bed, sleep. Then I'll call one of the uh, ladies who was teaching the kids. I said, "You, you need to go to my room and go and wake these children up and bath them and get them ready to bring them to the conference. Yeah, that's how we did it. Because I couldn't do it. But my children will not stop me from serving God. My wife will not stop me from serving God. My father, not my mother. Who else is there? My brethren. Not even my own life. I cannot put my own life as a a, a blockade or a stumbling block from what God wants me to do. I'm a little tired or I'm a little, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I, I, I don't feel like it. There are many times I come to church and I don't feel like it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel really low and really down. I don't feel like preaching. But I have to preach. Sometimes I tell this um, lady, I say, look, sing something that will make me feel like preaching. And she's like, what should I sing? I say, sing. Just sing something. Sing something. Just sing something. Just change the atmosphere. Change the mood in the church. Hallelujah. So your family cannot and must not stop you from becoming a disciple. You know, so in Luke chapter 14, that's what we just read. It says that um, even your own life, even your own life, he cannot be my disciple. He cannot be my disciple. You know, I, 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 I need to tell you something. And that is the fact that when you are a Christian, you are not just. Um, being a Christian is not just, it's not a, it's not a, 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 a game, or it's not just a, a, a fun thing that we do. Or it's not just a nice thing to be called a Christian, but you are actually a fighter, a warrior. You're a soldier. A disciple is a soldier. Throughout the Bible, you see Jesus, I mean, and different writers talking about fighting, warring. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight. 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 The good fight of faith. Fight. Do, don't just stand there. We are in a war. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says that for, for, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are wrestling. We are fighting. We are fighting. Stand therefore, 2 Timothy chapter 2 um, in, in, in verse, verse, verse 1, it says, stand therefore in the grace of that is in Christ Jesus. Go on. Verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit unto faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 3 says that thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Fighting soldier. Battling. Verse 4 says that <clears throat> no man that warreth Entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please the one who had chosen him to be a soldier. So you are a soldier, I'm a soldier. And we are we are we are in a battle. We are trying. God has commissioned us to fight this battle and, and and to overcome the world and to bring anyone and everyone into his kingdom. Yeah. We are not just it's not just a happy go-lucky. It's a it's a, it's a battle party, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a fight, and we have to engage. We have to engage in, 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 in rescue, rescue. Where's where is Miata? Is she here? She she was in the army. Were you in the army? Where is she? Is she here? She she went outside. Yeah, they they have rescue rescue mission rescue. They train them on how to how to um uh uh, uh rescue people. And you have to go. They, 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 you, there's a certain posture that you must take if you are going to be a good um, good at that type of rescue mission. Yeah. You can't just be smiling. Oh, Christian, brother. Nice. Hi. How far? Give me a high five. Oh, yes. High five. Give me another high five. Oh, soft, soft. Christian. Oh, love you. Jesus loves you oh, all the time. So good. Meanwhile, you're supposed to be rescuing the guy. He's about to fall into the lake of fire. You saw that happening. He's supposed to rescue him. Come, 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 come. He's standing there. Standing here. About to fall into the risk into the lake of fire. And you, are the, you are the soldier that God has commissioned that go and save people. And you are smiling around. Hello. Nice. Happy. You yeah. the guys, one step, one step, one step from falling into the lake of fire. One step, he's just, you know, you can meet just one person in your life is finished. You can meet one bad person in your life. One, you can meet one, you're a businessman, you can meet one person and your business is destroyed. Oh yeah. You can meet, you're a lady, you can meet one guy and you are finished. You'll be in depression for the rest of your life. Yeah, one, one guy can put you in permanent depression. Or you're a lady. Sorry, you're a guy. You can meet one lady. You're finished. Yeah. You meet one lady and what she will show to you, your life will change. She'll change your life. <laughs> so, you're supposed to rescue the guy. You're supposed to rescue him. You're a soldier. You're moving. You're moving. You're supposed to to rescue these guys. Bring them into the kingdom of God. And you're going, you're going, hey, come, 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 come come, here, come here. Come, come, and you're moving, you're moving. Next person, who's next? Come, 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 come. Leroy, come, stand here. I don't know why I'm brave for all the big guys (laughs) who can beat me. Yeah, Leroy is also one step away, one step away. And you grab him like that. You see, as I grabbed him, I hurt him. You see, I, 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 I pinched him. But that's how the church is. Sometimes people will pinch you. Sometimes people will hurt you. But what they are trying, actually trying to do is they are trying to save you. They are trying to save you. They are on a mission. We are on a mission. Go, go, go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay, go, go. And we are going. And then these guys now are part of the army. Because if you, are, if you are not in God's army, you are in the devil's army. And we are there. So now these guys, hold it, hold it. They are now part of our army. And now We are going. We are going. Rescue. Rescue. Who's next? Who's next? I think we should rescue some ladies. Yeah. Maybe we should get some ladies, because there are some guys, some guys who are trying to destroy their lives. Sorry. Sorry. Then the ladies, maybe we have to be a little more gentle. She's a lady. Come. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet. Come. Ben,, come. Go behind me. Go behind me. Go behind me.. Go behind me. Hold. Hey, watch her, watch her, Keep her. Keep her. Then we are going. We are in an army. We have an army. This is the army of God. This is the army of God. That's what we are supposed to be doing as soldiers. Soldiers. When we come here, who's there? Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? We look around. Who needs to be rescued? Who needs to be rescued? Can we rescue you? Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you willing? Is it going to be a, 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 another another excuse? Another reason why we can't? Should we come back next week? Should we come back next week? No. No, you. Come, let me send you. You see, there's a guy there in the black shirt. Go for him. Go for him. Faster, 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 faster. Bring him, bring him, bring him. Anywhere find them. Don't just go to other cities and don't bring. Them. You may have given your life to Christ already. But this is an invitation. An invitation God is giving to you again. And not just to give your life to Him, but also to join this army. To join this army. Because we are in a battle. We are in a battle. We are in a battle. Yes. And we need to fight. We need to fight. Yes. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands. And say, Lord Jesus. Repeat after me, everyone. Say, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you. All that I am, I give to you. I want you to come and live in my heart. I want you to live in my life take over my life I want those plans the good plans say it after me say I want the good plans that you have for me to come to pass thank you Jesus from today I live for you I am born again I am born again I am born again say it with confidence say I am born again and I live for Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let's have a. We're gonna take communion. Have you ready? Just come on us. We're almost done. a taste of your body and
2: your blood in jesus name we pray amen oh the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of god though it chases me down it fights till i'm found leaves the 99 Love me. Hey. Lord God, go oh, and chase Jesus down and fight till life out of me. Hallelujah. Lift up
1: your body, right? which is the body of Jesus Christ. Did everyone? You, everyone. All right. Right. Lift it up. Say, this is the body of Jesus Christ. Confident and say this is the body of Jesus Christ. One more time, say this is the body of Jesus Christ. Take it and eat it here. Lift up your cup. The cup represents the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that without the blood, there is no remission of sin. And the power in the blood of Jesus is able to wash away every sin wash away every impediment, every infirmity in your life and make you new, make you whole. So this blood is able to make you new and cleanse you from everything and anything, from yesterday, from last night, from a week ago, from a year ago, anything before today as you are drinking this blood, it will wash and cleanse you and take away every guilt and every shame. Take away every pain and take away every form of infirmity in your life. This is the blood of Jesus. Say it with me one more time. Say the blood of Jesus. Say it again. Say the blood of Jesus. Say it a third time. Say the blood of Jesus. Drink it.
2: everyone.
1: Father, I thank you for everyone that is here today. Thank you for the blessing of your word and the opportunity to take of the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you have brought us all together and you have a plan and a purpose for our lives. And so we ask, Lord, that our time here would not be in vain, Lord. And Father, let the word be a seed that is planted in our hearts that Would go forth and become a strong tree that bears all fruit. Your word says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you to go forth and bear forth fruit. Father, let the fruits begin to manifest in our lives. We thank you for bringing us to this day and to see this blessing in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. For cleansing us and washing us and making us new. Father, thank you for the mission that you are giving unto us. Thank you, oh God, for the battles that we are going to fight. Thank you, Lord. We are taking over the city for your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you. This, this is how I right pray. My
2: Amen. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may, like I'm I'm by you. it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you So this is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles And this is how I fight my battles Sing This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles This is how I fight my battles We sing This is how I fight my battles It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you if they look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you If they look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you If they look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you That's real Now, we're going to
1: take an offering But if you're paying your title, you want to be just come forward. Let me pray with you. Anyone give your tithes today? You want to? You want to just come forward. Let me pray with you very right, quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus. Hold on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this blessing. You children, Lord, as they obey your word, we give up their tithes. Let every word concerning Titus word be made be, be manifest in their lives Lord bless them we will build them in our own in the name of Jesus Father let their bands break with plenty Father let them put out pockets like baskets that, 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 that receive water and just seep out but Lord cause them of God to receive and to maintain that which you are giving them in the mighty name of Jesus we pray Amen
2: this is my is how you, fight my this is how you fight my
1: thank you for listening to this message we pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God if you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us please contact us at the Kodesh Family Church University City Philadelphia or call 267-809. 5530 thank you and god richly bless you